0: Again, and welcome back to the Watchman on the Wall podcast. Judith McNutt has experienced and seen angels most of her life. Today she shares some of her supernatural experiences with angels. I think you'll find this episode quite interesting. The following interview was taken from Sid Ross It's Supernatural television program.
1: My guest has such an anointing, such a presence on her life that the spiritual scales will literally come off of your eyes and many of you will see angels for the first time.
0: Is there a supernatural dimension, a world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist?
1: Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. And before we went on the air, I I feel (laughs) angels. My guest provokes me to jealousy. She sees angels. She told me in the makeup room and around the studio, she has been seeing angels. Uh, Have you you seen many? I I mean, tell me. You see. I don't know. I just feel them.
2: (laughs) Just a few. You have a lot here. Yes,
1: I, I sense there. I think are it's a lot. because
2: you welcome them.
1: Well, I I wel- I welcome everything yes. of God according to the Bible. Yes. that that's where I'm coming from. Yes. But uh, you you provoke me to jealousy in another <laughs> area. You had godly parents. Your mother yes. was known for praying for the sick, sick when you're like eight years of age, just a young kid. Yes. Uh, a, a a doctor's child had cancer? How bad was it? Well,
2: it was a very serious cancer. It was a tumor on the bone. And they they were going to amputate his leg. And they were taking him to Mayo Clinic for the amputation. And before he went, my mother prayed. And by the time he got to Mayo Clinic, the tumor was gone. And so he never had to have the surgery.
1: Now, this being a doctor's child, I imagine a lot of people knew about it.
2: Oh, the whole town. It was a small town that I grew up in. Oh, then
1: I'm sure. So they all
2: knew about it. Everyone. But but to have that type of heritage,
1: I mean, that is so wonderful. I mean, my heritage is I wasn't even sure there was a God. I know. I mean, I didn't know my left hand from my right hand, as it says in the Bible, when it came to spiritual things. Uh, But then when you were uh, eight, I think... uh, Uh, The devil tried to snuff your life out because he knew what was going to happen in your future. Uh, There was a drunk driver. What happened?
2: Well, I was a little girl, and I begged my mother to go and see the girls at the prom. And so she let me ride my bicycle out to the high school. And I was on my bicycle on the sidewalk, and a young man who'd been drinking came to the prom. And he first hit me and knocked me off the bicycle, and then he ran over me. And uh, well,
1: he did this because he was just panicking he was so, or?
2: Well, he was so drunk, say, he didn't even well. realize he'd hit me. Hmm. And so they carried me back to my home, and the same doctor uh, came over and said, don't drive her the hundred miles to the hospital, she won't make it. And my mother sat beside my bed three days and prayed for me. And on the third day, I opened my eyes, and I never had any effects of the accident after that.
1: Now I hate to say this, but Judith keeps provoking me to jealousy. (laughs) She's in one of my favorite places in Israel, the Garden Tomb, and she had an encounter with God. Again, but but you do know the the Gentile believer is to provoke the Jew to jealousy. I do know that. That's your DNA. You're doing a good job. I'm doing a good job. Tell me what happened.
2: Well I was in the Garden Tomb and a group, I won't go into the whole story, but I was a young woman seeking God. I was in my early 20s. And this woman asked me if she could pray for me. And i it's the first time I really saw the light of God so powerfully on a person. And I thought it was just this one woman that wanted to pray for me. But she was part of a tour group. And they were all spiritual. Wait a
1: second. When you say the light of God, explain to me exactly what you it, saw.
2: It was a light coming out of her and in her Is eyes. Is it sort
1: of like those ancient pictures yes. of Jesus and the apostles and they have like a light o- yes. over the halo or something? Yes.
2: It's like glory. or I don't know what to call it.
1: And you can actually see that. I
2: could see it that day. And she, when I said yes to the prayer, even though I'd grown up in a Christian mm-hmm. home, I, I needed more. I said yes to the prayer, and she called 40 people over that were on a tour group, and they were all spirit-filled, and they they were just reaching for me because they couldn't wait to pray for me. Now, sometimes
1: that's not a good experience, but it's it's good for you. It
2: scared me, though, and they started praying for me to have a deeper experience with God, and within a matter, I don't know, of a few minutes, I was lifted out of my body, and I, the next thing I knew, I was in, I don't know what to call it. It was another realm. And I heard God's voice, and he called my name. He said, Judith. And none of these people knew my name, so I knew it wasn't a person calling my name. And I said, yes, Lord. And he said, uh, I love you. He said, I have always loved you. He said, you are mine. And I heard these wonderful angelic uh, songs and I saw this brilliant light. I, it, it was just an incredible experience. And when I opened my eyes, I don't know how long I was that way, but they were all gone. I don't know. I must have been there for a long time standing or wherever I was. And they were gone. They were gone. And from you, that you, time you on, had,
1: I You it. had an experience with the love of God. That's what that tells me.
2: Well, I read something in one of your books. You said something about liquid love. Mm -hmm. It's like I felt something poured out on my head and it came down over my body. And I've never felt uh, I've never felt God's absence since then. It's like something came. His presence came to me in such a supernatural way. It wasn't just an experience that was wonderful. It's like since that time on, he's been just right with me and I know he's there.
1: And and then she went back to Jerusalem and actually worked at the garden tomb. But when it closed, she would go into the tomb and she would pray. But then she started having experiences with angels and angelic music. Tell me about it.
2: I would be drawn into the tomb and I would sit In the outer chamber, you know, there's two rooms at the garden tomb. Right. One where the body of Jesus was, and then a little outer chamber. And wealthy people tended to have those tombs. But I would go and sit in the outer chamber and pray. Angels would be in there. They keep their presence there to make it sacred. I would hear the heavenly voices of angels and the instruments that they use. And they're not of this world. They're very different.
1: Now, I, I assume you're not a musician? Or I you am are? a musician, You actually. are. So mm-hmm. when you state they're not of this world, you know what you're talking about. Oh, yes. About.
2: I play several instruments. My son's a musician. My mother was a musician. Uh, it's not of this world. And the harmonies the angels singing when they worship God is not of this world.
1: When we come back, I want Judith to talk about angels that accompany us to protect us. I can tell you as a fact two things. I can tell you, number one, I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't have angelic protection. And number two, someone's back and neck has just been healed. Take it. It's yours.
0: Don't go away. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural! Hello again, this is The Watchman. Please join us each week for an exciting and inspirational podcast dealing with angel encounters, heavenly visitations, near-death experiences, as well as modern-day prophecies that are relevant to us today. So tune in each week and share it with your friends. After all, they could use a little inspiration in their life, too. That's The Watchman on the Wall Podcast, and now you can find us on YouTube.
1: Hello, Sid Roth here with Judith McKnight, and we're talking about angels. And here's the most amazing thing: when Judith teaches about angels and talks about angels, people that have never seen them or felt them or experienced them start seeing them, feeling them, and experiencing them. Angels protect us. I mean, uh, I, 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 I know I wouldn't be here That's right true. this minute That's without true. an angel protecting me. Uh, but tell me about the time you were in Israel and you went to the florist shop.
2: Oh, yeah. That was, that was God has saved my life so many times. And that was one of them. Uh, my friend and I were in the old city. We called Old Jerusalem. And we were going into the new city for a prayer meeting. And I, kept, I was walking with a friend uh, to meet Lynn, my friend, at the florist shop. And I kept hearing this voice say, don't go there, stop, don't go there. And it just became more and more insistent, don't go there. And so finally I said, we weren't too far from the florist shop when I finally told my friend, I don't think we're supposed to go there. And he said, let's pray. So we joined hands and we started praying. And Within a few moments, a bomb went off and the bomb was in the florist shop. And we would have been standing, right in front of the florist shop. And it killed everyone in the area. I mean, it was just a horrible scene. And of course, my heart went out to all those people. But then I thought my friend, who was always on time, I was sure she was there. I was always late. She was always on time. And uh, he said, if God warned you, he would have told her too. And so we went to the prayer meeting, and she was at the prayer meeting. And I said, why didn't you go to the florist? And she said, I just kept hearing this voice tell me don't go there and she listened the first time. She was always very obedient.
1: (laughs) Tell me about healing angels. They're actually angels and that's their assignment?
2: Well, the way we understand it, Sid, is there's healing angels, there's angels that protect us, and there's angels that are in spiritual warfare, engaged in Mm -hmm. spiritual warfare. Uh, We have a healing ministry, of course. So we see angels all the time, and our prayer ministers see them all the time. Okay.
1: Tell me about the time you had uterine cancer
2: and the
1: healing angel.
2: Yes, I was diagnosed. They told me I was only 28 years old. They told me I would have to have a hysterectomy. I wanted to marry. I wanted to have children. And I heard that Francis McNutt was in town. And so my friend and I went to a little home prayer group that night where he was praying. And I I was seated in a chair, and he had his hand on my head, praying for God to heal me. And there was only five or six of us there. And uh, I was sitting in the chair, and my head kept going back, uh, the back of the chair, and uh, I felt like he was pressing too hard on my head. So I opened my eyes to ask him to not press so hard, and he had moved. He was standing across the room with his arms held up, praying. And there was no one with a hand on my head. And so I knew it was an angel. And I literally couldn't get out of the chair for a long time. I was held into the chair while God's healing power just went through my body. And the next day I went to the surgeon that was going to do the surgery over in Tampa. And he examined me and he said, you've been totally and completely healed. There's no cancer.
1: That is neat. That didn't even That's take faith story. on your part. I, I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, uh, I know. I, 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 I pray the healing angels show up sometime while we are speaking. Uh, but- well,
2: what was so wonderful to me about that story is we did marry later and we have two amazingly wonderful children.
1: Uh, very briefly, tell me about that sign you saw of the three angels, so you knew you were supposed to uh, marry Francis.
2: Well, we were at a retreat center because you know he—he, he, we both needed to hear it was God's will, and we were praying in a room together, and three angels came into the room while we were praying, and one of them leaned over next to him, and said something to him, and I just knew that he had heard. Mm -hmm. And so when we finished praying, I said, did you hear? I didn't tell him about the angels. I said, did you hear? He said, no, not yet. And he went up to the chapel and got on his face before God. And he said, I'm not going to move until I know what I'm supposed to do. And then he heard it, that he was meant to marry and uh, to take me as his wife.
1: Tell me about that conference you were at and that literally the room changed.
2: That's an extraordinary one. I actually have that in writing from several people. Uh, We were were in a conference. This has happened many times all around the world. We were in a conference and the whole back of the room disappeared. We were having a healing service.
1: But you were not the only one that saw this.
2: Oh, no. No. uh, At least six or seven or eight people turned in, wrote it down that Mm. they had seen this. And Jesus, a golden staircase came in. It's like the room just vanished in this golden staircase. And Jesus came into the room, followed by just hundreds of angels. And Jesus went over to every person that was sick and laid his hands on them. And when he walked away, an angel would come and take his place and stay with that person. And we had so many healings.
1: That's what I was going to ask you. It's wonderful the angels uh, prayed, but what is the fruit? That's what people are asking.
2: Tremendous healing. We had cancer, heart disease, diabetes. Several people got out of wheelchairs. It was an extraordinary healing service that night.
1: Well, I believe as you teach a little bit on angels when we come back that many of you are going to get healed. I mean, I'm hearing this already. Don't go away. Be right back. Throughout the ages, angels have been God's messengers, protectors, healers and comforters to the people of God. Sometimes their presence is as subtle as a whisper of wind and other times as visible as the sun. When you begin to grasp the importance of angels to God, you will be able to experience the angelic realm and encounter the fullness of God's love for you. We'll be back with more of It's Supernatural in just one moment.
0: Are you interested in scary places? Well, I found a great podcast called Your Haunted Holiday. Each week, sisters Lisa and Lindsay will take you to some of the most haunted places in the world. Their incredible research into how these places became haunted is complemented by their insight into the ghostly activities that are present. They give you information on ghost tours, prices, and much more. That's Your Haunted Holiday. You can go to yourhauntedholiday.com or just listen to wherever great podcasts are found. Hi, Sid Roth
1: here with Judith McNutt, and I've asked her to teach just a little bit about angels because literally the spiritual scales come off of people's eyes and they begin to see angels. They begin to feel angels. You'll, you'll feel something just tap in your head. It's not a power suggestion. It's an angel. As a matter of fact, I was talking to Judith and both of us agree that God assigns angels to everyone, and I, I believe this angel has been waiting for you to speak, and this angel wants to help empower the promises of God in your life. Uh, Judith, angels come in three forms primarily. Explain.
2: They do. They come in three different ways, and these these ways are in Scripture, too. Uh, The first one that we talk about is their spiritual bodies, and that's kind of the, the way they're seen in Scripture. They're very bright. They're very large. They have, you know, spiritual bodies. They have glowing. They're like lightning, one description in Scripture. Bright eyes, just very loving and they're very large when they come that way. The second way is human form. You know, the Bible says to be careful when we're entertaining strangers, right. that it might be an angel. Uh, and of course, we have story after story in the, in the Bible where people show up and they're, they're really angels, but they look like humans. And so those angels are assigned a specific task to protect someone, to help someone. And when they complete that, they just disappear right in front of their eyes. They just disappear.
1: Uh, but By the way, before we get to the third form, Yes. Uh, tell me about Edna. Speaking oh, of Edna. disappearing, <laughs> well, this is an amazing story.
2: Edna was a wonderful woman. She was in her 70s, and she volunteered a year and a half of her time to travel with us to help take care of our children because we were on the road all the time. And one night she was driving, and she was, you know, alone, and she had prayed for protection. But she had a flat tire, and she was sitting beside the road. No one was stopping. And she said, Lord, please send me the help I need. And within seconds, an old, rusty pickup truck said she couldn't even believe it was moving. <laughs> she pulled up, and this very handsome blonde, uh, he had on blue jeans and a T-shirt and these brilliant blue eyes, and a smile, she said, that just knocked you out. And he came over and he never talked to her. He just got down and started changing the tire. And Edna kept looking at him because she just knew, you know, there was something special. And she kept saying, I know who you are. And he would look up and smile at her. And then when they finished, she tried to get him to talk and he wouldn't, but he got back in his truck, which was parked right behind her car. And just for effect, the truck and the man disappeared.
1: Just, she was like looking at the truck she was and looking it just, at it. I mean, there was nowhere it could go. Nowhere it
2: could go. It just vanished. And since Edna had that experience, I probably have 20, 25 stories of that angel in an old, rusty pickup truck that had been turned into me. So he's around.
1: <laughs> well, that sounds so exciting to me. Now I tell don't. me the third form that angels
2: third come Third form is, um, we, like you said a moment ago, We don't see them, but we feel them. They're invisible, but they're right beside us. And we might feel a hand on our shoulder, or maybe on our head, or if if our back is hurting, you know, we might feel one just touching us there, and there's no one there. And it it really is kind of uh, comforting because you can sense a presence, but when a hand is touching you and you can't see it, you know it's an angel.
1: I have to tell you, I, this whole show, I have been sensing the presence of angels. What kind of angels are they?
2: Oh, you're sensing healing angels right now.
1: That's what I, if yes. I was to guess, I would have said that. Yes. That means you could pray right now and release them over yes. those that are watching. Would yes. you do that right now? I'd
2: be happy to. be happy to. Lord Jesus, we thank You so much for Your presence here. We thank You for all the people that are watching right now, especially those, Lord, that are suffering in their body or in their minds. And Father, we pray now that you release healing angels right into the room where they are. Lord, we pray that they carry that healing power right from you, from the very throne room, Lord, right into their bodies. And Lord, we just pray for especially uh, Going up and down the back right now, spinal problems.
1: I'm hearing crack right now. there' someone's back is cracking into place.
2: It's cracking into yes. place. And, uh, it's scoliosis is one of the problems. and we just we were sensing this earlier that God was healing scoliosis and just you know just it sometimes feels like fire, sometimes it feels like a coolness. So we just pray Lord, right now, in Your name, that all those backs would just come into alignment. And all that healing, Lord, that You send with the holy angels would just come into those that are watching right now.
1: And and I am hearing right now there are people with arthritis in their fingers. If you will just move your fingers, you'll see that you'll you'll walk right into your healing. And hearts, hearts are being two ways, mended from pain. I'm talking about uh, emotional pain. I'm talking about anguish. You're being set free right now, and others are being set. Someone's getting a new heart right now, and boy, is it strong on backs and necks. Are you catching anything more, Judith?
2: Yeah, well, when you said that about uh, hearts, I thought of that scripture, Isaiah 61, where he's come to heal the brokenhearted, and there's so many people suffering right now that are watching that have a broken heart. And so, Lord, we pray for those broken hearts, Lord, to be healed. You know, because the angels, Sid, brought Jesus comfort. Remember, they brought him comfort and they brought him strength and he was able to carry on. So we just pray now that those healing angels will bring you the strength, emotional strength and healing of your heart and your deep mind, your deep mind to experience that peace and renewal. Yes. Well,
1: you know my favorite angel story from the Bible yeah. is right. an angel came to Miriam or Mary. His name was Gabriel, yes. and he announced that she was going to have a supernatural son, Yeshua, Jesus, the Anointed One, and this Anointed One came to live a perfect life as a human and died in your place. And if you will believe to the best of your ability that he died for every sin you've ever committed, he died for every sickness or pain or emotional hurt or trauma that you've ever gone through, take that great exchange. Why be in prison? Get out of prison. Make Jesus your Messiah and Lord. He's come to set you free. It's up to you. Just choose life. Why will you die?
0: Are you looking for a good quality used car but don't want to pay an arm and a leg? Well, come into Rainy Used Cars. We have the largest selection in the southeast. Whether you want a pickup or a quality SUV for mom, you'll find a variety of vehicles to choose from. We even finance. So come in today. You'll find a rainy used cars located near you.